One, two, three. I can count to three, guys, and that's how many things are working right now. And it is Monday. It is 9.22 on a Monday night here in what can only be described as sunny, summery Toronto. And I am a happy camper because of that. Sorry, just adjusting my mic. I was sitting forward. I like to support my back on the back of the chair. All right. So, hey guys, what's up? Monday night. Um, yeah, we're going to drink some beer. Maybe talk a bit about, a bit about some stuff. Um, as last week, this week, still feeling a little bit questionable. I actually even wondered... I might just take the week off and let things simmer, but uh, uh, I think I think best to talk a little bit about some of the awfulness in the world and talk a bit about the awesomeness, which is this beer I'm about to drink, and uh, and we'll just take it from there. So uh, I don't have much of a platform, but that platform which I have, I will use. Sorry, I'm just getting a message from a friend of mine who's working on a, a guitar. Uh, gosh, I like that. Uh, that should work. All right, hopefully that'll hold it. Um, yeah, Instagram. I know. I I logged in. I got a new phone, guys. If you're watching on the Instagram, look at how sharp it is. That's because this is a new iPhone SE. It's the uh, same body as a 7, but it's got the guts of an 11. I like that. I like good guts. My phones. Anyway, um, where are we here? There I am. Very good. Um, what's been going on? Well, I mean, a lot's been going on, and I don't know how much you follow the news and such in the world. Um, you know, we went from it being a bit of a... Uh, not a weird thing necessarily, but the protests, particularly surrounding the death of George Floyd. Um, but also here in Toronto, Regis Kaczynski Paquette. I feel terrible that I don't know how to say her name exactly, but, uh, you know, we've been having some protests and a lot of attention getting drawn to black lives matter. And, uh, that's a good thing. Um, but it's, growing and growing and that's a very good thing i always wonder with situations like this i always think of it like waves i don't know how much you know about the ocean but waves as they're pushing up the beach and if tides coming in you know they push up further and further every time they come in until the tides reached its full height and uh you know i i think we all know if you've been paying attention multiple times when a uh, person of color has been murdered by the police, especially in the States, but it happens here for sure, too. Um, of course, we, you know, think of people like Semi Yatim. Um, there's a protest and it goes for a while and then maybe something happens or, you know, an inquest is called or something and it recedes. And then the next time it pushes up higher and you just wonder how long until we break through the wall. And I know... Gosh, I want it to be this time. I'm tired of this bullshit. I 
can't imagine how a person who's not white is feeling about all that. So uh, if you're protesting, if you're marching, if you're walking, if you're holding signs, or if you're using your voice in any other way, give them hell from me and uh, I'll keep doing the same. Let's drink some beer. Uh, I got a beauty here. This is a stalwart in my fridge. It's a beer I regularly consume. This one's not going to come as any surprise to anybody, but I don't believe I've done it on the pod, at least not recently. Holding it up for the crowds watching on the video. This is Life in the Clouds by Collective Arts. And this is listed as a DDH IPA. That would be a double dry hopped IPA. I always think of it as a bit of a New England style, although they also do make a New England style. Um, this, of course, is going to be a hazy boy, as we like to call them. Very new school style IPA, and it is just a dandy. So just pouring it here. Oh, I wasn't doing a very good job showing people at home. Well, I'm sorry about that, guys. You do get it now. Yes, it's in a Goose Island glass. That happened to be what was in my hand when I started this. But I will turn it like this so you mostly just see the very attractive... Well, it's interesting. When I look at it on the camera, sort of murky yellow kind of tinting to brown, when I look at it looking through the glass at the screen, it's almost a little orange, but that could be color cast from the screen. Hard to say. Um, definitely an opaque, hazy boy. Um, and like I say, especially in the video, you really do see, especially down towards the bottom, um, kind of a tawny amber that's hinting towards brown. It's, it's still very yellow if you're listening. It's not a dark uh, IPA by any standard. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is, this is going to be a big, old, juicy, smelly in the best possible way IPA. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. I say I drink this a lot of the time. I don't necessarily spend time with it that makes any sense i just enjoy it hmm. it's interesting and not what i was expecting when you really think about it you get a bit of evergreen off of that which makes me think simcoe is what it makes me think hmm and yeah Actually sitting here focusing on it, thinking about it, it does seem a little Simcoe-er than I'm used to. It does have Simcoe in it, I'm pretty sure. Ah, yeah, Simcoe and Mosaic hops, so that makes sense. Quite a pleasing, evergreen, resiny kind of thing to it. But again, not super bitter on the cheeks. This is, this is a late hopped IPA. It's not crazy. Mmm. Mmm-mm-mm. Definitely some, like, berry-like qualities to the hop, too. Not quite strawberry, but getting there. Maybe some uh, stone fruit, too. Peachiness. Not a ton um, of malt character. I think that's just kind of building the foundation to work off of, as I like to say. Mmm. Mmm-mm-mm. Yeah, pricklier in the evergreeniness than I uh, would typically have thought of. And it is actually more... It's funny. Just before this, and I mean literally just before this, I necked about a third of a beer to empty the glass so I could clean it and uh, pour this beer into it. I was drinking um, Ransack the Universe, which is uh, another Collective Arts IPA. 
And this one, I'd, if you'd asked me, I would have told you it was the creamier of the two, but I don't think it is. I think I'm wrong about that. It's got a great mouthfeel, nice density to it, but it's not super creamy. And it's got this evergreeny prickle. And then, yeah, maybe strawberry. Strawberry and maybe a bit of apricot or something. It's quite good. Oh, man, I like this beer a lot. And like I say, I drink it on the regs. I just don't sit in front of two cameras and a microphone and pull it apart too often. But here's an interesting question, a conundrum now. I mean, what would you eat with it? Well, I eat tons of things with this beer. As noted, I frequently reach for this and pour myself a delicious glass. So, but what would be best to eat with it? Hmm. Hmm. You know what I love this with? And I, I have it, well, not regularly, regularly, but certainly when I do it. It's not just good enough to say shrimp satay, although let's start with shrimp satay, okay? Uh, when you have shrimp satay, what we like to do in this house anyway, we have the shrimp satay skewers, and I'm going to tell you about those in just a second, so put a pin in that. Little sticky rice on the side. I'm going to tell you about all of this, actually. And then we do, uh, and by we, I mean I typically get my delightful wife to make it for me, us. Um, a, uh, it's a quick pickle. Of, uh, of some fresh vegetables in a very Thai or Indonesian style. And it's spicy. It's picante spicy, not spicy like a beer spicy. It's actually in your mouth hot, sour, a little sweet, delightful. Cuts through the, um, the saute like, like a champ and uh, just delightful. And of course, with saute... Uh, why would you bother having it if you weren't also going to have some really nice peanut sauce? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right now. Why is that going to work? Well, shrimp in, a, in of itself is it's not crazy rich. It's not like eating crab or, or lobster, which is quite um, notably rich in taste. But shrimp definitely has a, a wonderful uh, weight to it and, and um, well, richness, for lack of a better word, um, it's sturdy. It, it tastes obviously like shrimp, like seafood, um, but not aggressively so. It's lovely. And then when you do it, if you do it proper, um, those shrimp will have marinated for a little while in a mixture of like coconut cream with some turmeric and ginger. But ideally, instead of ginger, if you can get your hands on some galangal, which is like um, Indonesian style ginger, it's a little more fragrant and a lot less hot. It's kind of like, yeah, if you if you had dials on ginger and if you turned way up on the ginger taste and turned way down on the ginger bite, um, very fragrant and earthy. It's a really nice ingredient. Um, so you've got that, you got some, I said some, uh, some turmeric to give it some yellow character, bit of garlic and some sugar. Um, palm sugar is great, um, but really hard to work with. So I typically just use cane sugar. Um, let that sit for a couple hours, two, three hours, and you skewer it and it's messy and it should be messy. It'll be like thick with coconut cream that's yellow and it's going to stain your cutting board and it's going to stain your hands and if you marinate it in a ziploc bag which is a smart way to do it it's going to stain that too because um, that turmeric gets on everything but it's worth it and then what you're going to do is you're going to skewer it and then i mean uh, you know you could do it over the barbecue which would be fantastic i love um satas over the, the hot coals uh if that's a little bit out of your uh range um something heavy now we have a um uh uh, griddle pan is the word I couldn't come up with that is uh, flat on one side great for pancakes 
French toast, etc. And on the other side, it's a grill pan. So it's got raised, it's cast iron, you know, raised um, grill bits. I like to use the grill side. And what you do is you're going to put your put it on your top shelf of your uh, top rack of your of your oven, put it under the broiler at high, leave it for half an hour at least you want that thing to be hot 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 and then you're going to take those satays drop them in there and they're going to cook from both sides because the cooking surface will be screaming hot and of course the broiler is right over it take you two minutes tops and you'll have cooked beautiful delicious shrimp satays you're going to eat that with uh, Thai-style sticky rice. Easiest way to make Thai-style sticky rice. First of all, you need to get Thai-style sticky rice. Um, short grain, uh, and, and it's a very specific type, so you're going to have to look that up. I can't help you with that, but I can get it. Um, and then what I like to do is I put it in a bowl, and I soak it in water for a few hours. And then you know those um, screens that you get uh, to put over a frying pan when you're, like, cooking bacon to keep the fat from spitting out? You're going to get one of those. But rather than using it that way, you're going to put it over a low pan of boiling water. You're going to put it over the bowl upright and then invert it. So now the bowl's on top. Pull the bowl away so the rice is on that. Spread it out nice and thin, maybe a centimeter to two centimeters thick. Put that over the boiling water and then put something like a bowl over the top of that. Let it steam for 20 minutes. Take the bowl off turn it over. It's not going to turn over like a pancake. You're going to have to turn it over in pieces. Put the bowl back over another 20 minutes. That is perfection Thai sticky rice. Like sticky rice that makes restaurants go, where did you get that sticky rice from? It's that good. The pickle's easy. Cucumbers, some hot peppers, um, white onion, uh, ideally like a salad onion, you know, like not a cooking onion, but cooking onions are fine. That's what we typically use. Anything else you want to put in there? You want some peppers, whatever. I don't know the mix because Erica makes it, but if I had to guess, it's probably 50-50 water and vinegar with a good bit of sugar. And you bring that to a boil, pour it over those veggies, let it sit for a few minutes, and then drain it. The idea is the veggies just get lightly blanched, so they're still very crispy, but they're also now sour and sweet and a little spicy. Oh, delightful. And then the peanut sauce is easy. It's, it's um, natural peanut butter with red curry paste and uh, coconut cream, basically. That's really all it takes. And then you're going to put the skewers over the rice and pour some peanut sauce on there and have the pickle on the side. And why does that work so well with this? Well, because this does have some perceived bitterness to it, which is the one flavor that you're really missing in that plate. You've got sour, you got spicy, you got sweet, you got beautiful, savory, um, you know, fishy <laughs> shrimp, uh, lots of amazing flavors, but what you're missing is some bitterness. And there's also obviously that pineiness here, which is going to also uh, play in on all that. It's going to round everything out beautifully, and that is a meal fit for me. Or king, but me is who I'm mostly interested in. And I'm kind of thinking after I'm done being plant-based for the next three days, maybe this weekend we're going to have some sauntas. Let me tell you. Only thing I will tell you, shrimp, awful, awful fishery. Please make sure if you're buying shrimp, it's been certified by somebody telling you that it's at least not completely a scorched earth policy getting it out of the ocean because typically what they use is these weighted dragnets that scrape everything off the bottom of the ocean and by everything i mean literally everything fish plants corals everything and then they just throw most of it back and it dies not a nice way to fish you want like msc or asc certified shrimp doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best but it means at least they're trying and that's important 
even better if you can get inland farmed shrimp. There's a place in Campbellford, Ontario. There are others out there. These are people who grow shrimp in giant saltwater tanks. And of course, that is wildly sustainable, which is funny to say wildly. They're farmed. But anyway, let's not get caught in the weeds here, which is something that the dragnet would kill. Um, if you can get farmed shrimp, that's magic. The worst is the cheapest shrimp you can get that's from Thailand or Indonesia. That's so not sustainable. <laughs> like, we didn't need shrimp for years because of that, but now we've found some sources of uh, more sustainable shrimp fishery. So that's fantastic. That's what I want to have with this beer. I would have it right now, to be honest with you. Maybe just a little portion because we had a really delicious uh, cream sauce pasta for dinner. <sighs> Yikes, I like a good cream sauce on my pasta. Anyway, that's Life in the Clouds from um, Collective Arts. Love it. Uh, as a lot of you will know, Collective Arts uses uh, original artwork on their labels, and they have an app or something you can use to uh, look up who made this picture and what their deal is, which is fantastic. Oh, it even says here, uh, this is by Yu Ming Huang from New York. And if you text S14YHUANG to 393939, I imagine you get more information or directed to a website or some such thing. So beautiful can, uh, beautiful beer available at the LCBO. Obviously, Loblaws has it. That's where I generally get it. I don't know. Beer store, probably. Collective Arts has been spamming my um, my Instagram feed with signs saying that they deliver. So they deliver. Get them to deliver. Especially if you're at Hamilton Way, that's where they are. And uh, if you are, I couldn't recommend a finer brewery to be locally uh, in love with unless it happened to be Merritt. You should also be in love with Merritt. Uh, anyway, that's where we're at. Collective Arts, Life in the Clouds, love this beer. Love most of their beers, if I'm honest with you. Mm -mm -mm. So what's happening right now? Well, not a lot, as I think we all know. Things are opening back up, but not for Toronto because we're screw-ups and we are the driving force, apparently, behind Ontario's inability to get its COVID numbers back down. Uh, we are why they still have multiple hundreds of new cases a day, apparently. So shame on us. We deserve it. Uh, if you are outside of the GTA and you're able to safely go out and say, get your nails done or go to a patio or something like that this weekend, well, you have a good time and know that uh, we're jealous but not so jealous that it'll change our behavior because we're Toronto and we do things the way we want, even if it means people die. So uh, if you've got something coming down the pipe, hey, good for you. I'm jealous uh, for myself. Still a whole lot of nothing. Doing some distance meet and greets with people, uh, driveway beers, as people like to call it, or hanging out at the beach. We had a lovely, lovely time with some friends down at the beach yesterday. Um, to be clear, they're local too. We're local. We just met in the off-leash area for the dogs. Uh, their dog ran wild and was a goof and we loved him. We sat with blankets two meters apart and talked and hung out and it was delightful. So if you can get yourself out to do something like that, I mean, I don't judge you. Just do it in your neighborhood, please. As I constantly am banging on about, don't go to other people's neighborhoods. They need to be out too. And we all need space. So if you can do that, fantastic. You know what I'm thinking I'm going to get back into a little bit this summer? A little bit of homebrewing. Yeah, I haven't homebrewed in about three years, which is something. But my upstairs neighbor is German, and uh, I think he is 
game to give it a grow. And actually, my neighbor across the driveway might be into it too. We can have a little little brew time on the driveway. So I might be doing some home brewing. If, if you are uh, finding yourself looking for a hobby still in semi-lockdown mode, home brewing, why not? It's like cooking. You know, all the hipsters are making sourdough bread. I make sourdough bread too. Uh, you could make beer and really hipster it up. And as I always say, if you're going to do that, you jump onto the old Facebook, look up GTA Brews and learn a whole lot from some of the nicest, most knowledgeable folks in the homebrewing scene. Uh, alternatively, befriend a brewer. People's Pint is great in the junction. They're founded on the idea of homebrewing and uh, love, love talking homebrew, helping homebrewers out. Um, but most small brewers have at least some experience, if not their foundation in brewing on their own. And uh, definitely, definitely worth reaching out there and uh, seeing what you can see, if you can learn some things or perhaps they can slide you a pitch of yeast or something like that. A lot of ways that people can help you out in the hobby. And most people you'll find happy to do so. So uh, I would highly recommend that. What else? Well, I mean, not a lot of events, obviously. Um, a lot going on in the world. Uh, so what are we going to do, guys? Craft beer scene, inherently very white, very male. Not exclusively on both those fronts, but very. Uh, so should elevate things a bit. I can tell you this. Uh, I don't know when their last app dropped, but I know that my friends Jordan and Robin do the um, Ontario Craft Beer Podcast, I think is its exact name. I should have looked this up. Um, both white, but Robin, female. So good to elevate uh, their podcast, give them a bit of a voice. But look it up. Uh, I find Instagram is one of the best ways to uh, try and find people of diverse uh, backgrounds talking about something that we love. I know I follow a couple of different accounts on uh, Instagram of uh, women and or people of color. Um, just off the top of my head, I, <laughs> I really like following this gentleman. I've never met him in real life. Uh, bearded black man. Um, and it's, it's, it's like B E E R bearded black man. Um, I think he's out of Atlanta, maybe Georgia. I'm not sure somewhere in the States anyway. Um, but, uh, I mean, at its base level, good beer posts, but also humorous insights and uh, some really cool um, thoughts. And by cool, the cool wasn't the right word there, um, but some some very uh, eloquent thoughts, which I'm not being particularly right now on uh, what's been going on recently um, in the States. And well, not so much for him, but for us here in Canada. Um, so a really cool account to follow. Um, I value seeing his posts on the reg. So uh, why don't you check him out? Uh, aside from that, I mean, I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you at least know of and probably follow on a few different accounts. Uh, Beer Diversity, my friend Ren. Um, she is just amazing and uh, has... <laughs> the the strength of uh, well a finer person than me i'll tell you that and uh insight and uh compassion and caring and uh so if you're interested in getting a uh, a different perspective on uh, the beer scene uh, she's definitely worth checking out and following uh so beer diversity or you can look up uh, ren navarro and uh she is well 
she's the queen so good on you ren uh other than that uh, i really probably should have done some more research here i'm just trying to do this off the top of my head but you know what it's getting a bit late it's quarter to ten i'm feeling pretty tired if i'm not uh, gonna lie to you so what did we learn today uh life in the clouds from collective brews delicious eat it with shrimp sautés exactly the way i told you or however you like them um if you want to get down to some real good thai and indonesian styley cooking predominantly thai um check out she simmers uh, she s-h-e simmers s-i-m-m-e-r-s instagram the web whatever uh she has some amazing cookbooks uh most of what i know about thai cooking I've learned from her so uh definitely worth checking out uh and yeah that's where we're at uh i know i said last week i was going to release that sam episode from uh sawdust but the problem is i'm like a real creature of habit so like monday night's podcast night and i just keep expecting that i can just sit down at my computer and spend 40 minutes on a tuesday or a wednesday putting that app out um i keep not doing it and it's a real good one really want to put it out so i'm going to try my hardest this week but i'm not going to promise it this time because i hate making promises that i suspect i'm not going to keep anywho as they say on that podcast which i think might be freakonomics take care of yourself and if you can take care of somebody else too and i will talk at you all in a week unless i keep up unmade promise and put out that other pod before that have a good night guys